Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. And yes, we are live, and we have been having a wonderful uh, presentation that did not get recorded because we are Americans, and we stand for ourselves. We do, no longer need to be the slaves of a, a group of corporations. What are you talking about, I wonder, Anne? Well, what we're talking about is how you can start really looking at your own freedom. If you're interested enough and really want to find out what we read before this recording started from this health and wellness uh, talk shoe site, you can email me at wonderann, the number two, at gmail.com. Please put in the ray line or the subject line, put in talk shoe non-recorded information. That's the subject line, talk shoe, non-recorded information. Please do it if you want to be an American who stands up on their own two feet and say no more. This is our time to say we've got more data than you want us to know and perhaps we can have a result you don't want little listeners that are not for the Americans. So that's for you to learn if you want it. It's always a choice. Remember, they took away your choice. Now take it back and live with it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to unmute everybody because uh, you may have questions and you may want to know. I'll send that out because I have... um, copied what Colin read, and I'll send it out in a follow-up email so everybody can have it so that you can uh, definitely hear, uh, probably read it with your own two eyes and, and really digest what we talked about because this is information that was not written by a layperson. This is written by someone who has more information and more background then maybe we do, and was uh, has some information that we don't have. Okie dokie, Colin. What else did you want to follow up with? Are you oh you're still on my phone? Yeah. <laughs> Colin couldn't get through, so he's uh, he's on my phone. Go ahead, Colin. Did you want to say something? April third. The story this view this story has been viewed by thirty four thousand seven hundred and forty two people, and in the last twenty four hours two hundred three hundred and twenty two three hundred and twenty three people have watched it. Two are online now, and in the last hour there's been twenty people look at it. So this is this is going to be going around the internet actually. 
I heard some of it, not all that Colin read, but some of it on uh, Drake's show, and I think I passed that on to a lot of you to listen to it. And now we're getting the actual documents that were uh, permitted, or I'm saying permitted, listen to me as if we had to get permission. No, that she released. And um, this is uh, this helps because it's time. NLA, National Liberty Alliance, is now um, doing even more activity in the courts. So the courts are being so focused on right now by NLA, Blake, Drake, other organizations that even uh, our Lola knows that are going after the courts. We're now going into family court where the thieves and whores are taking these children and making them into slaves. So it's very interesting that this, I, I, you know, I'm going to call it a tsunami because it's building energy. And when it hits those courts in full charge, they're going to be bowled over because it's all been a fraud. And I sent out to our NLA people now, I can send it out to all of you people, a flyer that I just, um, uh, I just put out that is about court observing. Remember when Deb Connors was talking about how Michigan was being court observers and the results they were having that it was actually getting in their local newspapers? Because I, I think Deb put it in the local newspapers so people were aware of it. Well, we've got an actual flyer that delineates the frauds, the perjury, and the coercion that's being done by, quote, unquote, authorities. So um, I'll send that out so you can have it. And pass it out to people who are, who are having court problems. You know, if they've gotten a traffic ticket, if they've gotten someone in the family is going to family court, because i got to tell you, the crime with family court for children and family court for seniors is gargantuan. Absolutely gargantuan. I didn't realize how much it is. We have one gal here in South Carolina. Her kids were 16 and 15, and they came after her. Um, I think the husband did something, and then they came after her. They're now 21 and 22, and she's been in their grip since they were 15 and 16 or in that range, and she can't get out of it. They're adults now. So, I mean, where where does this stop being a criminal act and where does it become just a plain theft? It's all theft. So we're not even going to go there. So um, let's. Um, this has been very, very important for us to be aware of what is going on out there in our wonderful public. Now I, I got to... Go ahead. I was going to say, now I got to get the Bible out and see where it says in there that the children will will turn on their parents. <laughs> because it's just like that. It is. It's like we did it to our family. I mean, I blame my parents for it. And then I realized, well, it was their parents and their parents and their parents. And I don't want to be blamed for this. 
That's why I don't have any little kids, except the two I don't know about. <laughs> medical records say you had them. <laughs> God. To bring up the point that Patty's bringing, um, that she got papers from her medical thing. This is the next avenue of coercion. I went to get a free hearing test because I was feeling my ears. I wasn't hearing everything, and I'm tending to shout, which I used to do with my father, who did have a hearing aid. So um, this is one of the papers they gave me, Notice of Privacy Practices. This notice describes how your medical information may be used, disclosed, and how you can get access to this information. Please review it carefully. Now, I took the paper because I was flabbergasted about it. I'm not going to read everything. It's a two-page thing. I'm just going to read kind of the captions. Your medical information may be used and disclosed for the following purposes. Treatment, payment, health care operations, appointment reminders, and other health information to people assisting in your care. And that sounds really nice and innocent and all sorts of things. Actually, it's four pages because it's double-sided. And then uh, the next one is research. Federal law permits AccuQuest, which is where I went, to use and disclose medical information about you for research purposes. Guinea pig, anyone get that name on their on their uh, <laughs> license? And to business associates. Hello? Some services are provided by or to AccuQuest and through contracts with business associates. Hello, I don't give that permission. Okay, and then in all of the situations described above, where required to do so by law, the hearing centers will obtain your written permission prior to disclosing your health information. They may be released to the following people with your permission. Now, you've already gone through everything that's possibly available, but these are some of the other ones under emergency conditions, for public health activities, for health oversight activities, for judicial and administrative proceedings to avert a serious threat to health. Yeah, my ears are going to create a a virus. Yeah, give me a break. Um, To law enforcement officials with regard to crime victims. Yeah, my, my hearing should do that. And in emergency and identifying local suspects, for certain specialized government functions, to the military, to federal officials for lawful intelligence, counterintelligence. Yeah, it goes on. I'm just not reading all of it. Just to test your ears? All because of my ears. (laughs) As authorized by the state workers' compensation laws. And that doesn't even have a little dot in front of it. So... I'm I'm really, and then it goes on. You have the following rights regarding your medical information that we maintain. Right to inspect and copy. That is, you have the right to inspect and copy of your medical information that is used to make decisions about your care. And it goes on with several paragraphs. Right to request amendment. Right to accounting disclosures. Right to request restrictions. Right to request confidential communications. Right to paper copy of this notice. Fourth page, changes to the notice. Compl- and then there, this is half. You have a right to change this notice. Huh? Compl- how about 
all three pages previous to this to obliterate it. Complaints, other uses for medical information. And all of them have a, quite a few bits of paragraphs underneath it. I wish I had a scanner. I'd send it to you so that you understand how, how unprivate your private visit is. Isn't that cute? Yeah, that's why I got that letter yesterday. They wanna yep. want me to do all these medical tests, and it only yep. cost me a hundred and forty. Then they want me to pay for them, so they can figure out how to kill me some more. <laughs> well, well, it's all invasion. It's all invasion of your privacy. It's all taking away your right of choice. Give me a break. This is just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That's because so, it has to come out this way. I'm glad. I am so glad it raises its ugly head before it actually comes out. Because evil is that way, you know. You can always see it coming. And it's, it just, it has such an ego that it just can't keep its mouth shut. Well, it's all Talking part of as an egomaniac myself. <laughs> Teddy, we have to go back to what we've heard. They must tell you what they're doing. And they must tell you what they're doing. They put it in the most repetitious ways so that they're really... Uh, Colin, are you rubbing against your phone? No, I'm not. My phone's sitting on my desk. Oh, okay, because someone's rubbing against their phone. And it's making a lot of noise. But it's it's important we look at how many ways they're attempting to manipulate. Now you know how long they've been manipulating us <laughs> and what you can do about it. And that's a head start to where we were. So, so I've been calling this planet a prison planet for three years. And I knew exactly what I was talking about. Well, uh, when we were in Scientology, we were taught that this purpose of this planet was to incarcerate the criminals from other planets. It (laughs) never was a living planet for us to live on for the sake of living. I mean, it it really... So you've been right all that time, and that's, that is great. We're just now calling it what it really is, a prison planet. So it's okay. Now that we know I'm that we are... To... Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm changing the subject really briefly, and that is to exonerate Colin. It was me making that noise, and I forgot I was unmuted, so... I didn't want him to blame for me making the noise. <laughs> Do ten Hail Marys and ten Our Fathers. There you go. <laughs> okay, so I'll come back. I'm going to mute. Okay, baby. Thanks. See, and, and part of what, see, what Lola just did was what we were all trained as and taught, not trained, but taught as kids. We apologize for what we just did. And we're not giving them anyone. And this is important that we do take control back of our own self. 
And it's really interesting, the terminologies that we've been using on this program, and Gary pointed this out years ago, that it's getting heard and being repeated back to us. And that, that's, that's viable. Because, again, the energy is out there. It needs, it needs accentuating. It needs to be implemented for all of us. So, so what Colin read, is all of this stuff coming down then already? I mean, have we got the... Pardon me? Well, when you when you say is it already coming down, what is what when is mean? uh okay? Here's the bottom line: When is Obama going on television to tell us it's all been a ruse? It never will, because that that mean he'd have to admit that he was a lying, cheating thief, and that that is not part of their mo. That's why I was validating. Um, um, Lola for coming on and doing what we were all taught that that's what we do. We apologize for our doing something that is inappropriate and that someone else got blamed. So what we're doing now is basically calling these people on their stuff. And that's what we need to keep doing, calling them on their stuff. We want their stuff revealed. So they can't get away with it anymore. So that's why I want you to read this so that you can uh, actually be more tuned in to what is going on. May I ask a question? See if Colin can answer it. I I wasn't on at the very beginning. I'm at my mother's and... um, so, is there? Did he talk about Jade Helm at all? And is that possible to talk about? It is perfectly all right for us to talk about Jade Helm. Um, what is what she was doing was de- delineating what is really going on in the world around us. Okay. Yeah, but go ahead and talk. What What do you need and want to know about Jade Helm? Not that we know everything, but we've heard some stuff. Well, that's what I was just asking. I, if you discussed it early, I was not on the call yet, and since it wasn't taped, I just questioned: What is is there something really going on there? Is that just to get everybody upset, or are they really the good guys? And we're thinking it's, we don't know what it is. That's my question. Yes, yes, and yes to a lot of it. Right, Colin? Because what's going on is they're doing their shuck and jive. And some of it is, is, and two weeks ago, it was a good thing. Now we're hearing, no, it's not a really good thing because these are all mercenaries and they've all been duped. So what we have to do within ourselves is what Drake was saying. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Get involved with your local militia. Get involved with being um, preparing yourself. And it was not a fear tactic that he was doing. He said, when that hits the fan, you won't have any time. And I've gotten a um, 
uh, one of those survivor pedias that I was going to send out, but I thought I'd ask you guys first. It's a um, it's a uh, one of those I'm going to sell you something um, videos in an email. But he's selling all of his survival stuff, and if you haven't gotten any of the material, he's selling it for the amount of shipping, which is nine dollars. He adds stuff on for more money, but I don't have more money. I had nine dollars, so I got it, and he's shipping it, and uh, so it would be a hard copy rather than you having to um, um, having to, you know download it and save it. We've got a lot of uh, visitors today. Allahu Akbar, uh, number 13. Tomorrow we do it. What does that mean? For Allah, we attack USA, 5 a.m. I take White House. I take White House, guys. Be ready for bombs. I take Pentagon. Now, are you uh, trying to make this site a site to be able to um, cause disruption, cause uh, different types of um, animosity. We are willing to fight for Americans. Yes. All right. So are you infiltrators? Are you wanting us to be the type of people that just go off half-cocked? I guess just 12 is left. And um, so we only have 10 and 13. And 10 is the, the one who was saying, I take the White House guys. If you're trying to get uh, us under Allah, that won't work. Because we on this call are from multiple religions. We are in America where we accept multiple religions. And we are here to save our country. We are here to protect our country and protect our lives and our families. If you wish to attack, he says, we, well, guess 13 is saying, we will attack. Well, who are you going to attack? Are you going to just attack to create a, a false flag like our government corporation keeps doing? What are you really doing, guess 13? I'm doing this strictly to for everybody to hear it on the recording. We are recording Guest 13, so I am reading your stuff. Guest 13, remember Kenya two days ago? I did that. What did you do in Kenya two days ago? He, he must be writing. Nice. Guest 13 said nice. Excuse me, if you're wanting to create a, a shoot, school shooting happened in Kenya. Does anybody know anything about a Kenya school shooting? No. We don't know anything about that. So if you're from that area, then perhaps you need to look at who you're shooting. What did the children do? Mr. Uh, guest 15 is logged into the chat. I guess we have more guests that are wanting to insurrect. What I'm going to do is I'm going to block your chat. Welcome, <laughs> solitary. Sorry, we are not terrorists on this call. You may be, but you may not be part of our stuff. So 
I'm going to block the chat. If you take a block, all chat, there's a large number, but do you wish to continue? Okay. Question. For reference, that was one of the fan clubs. Yes, that's what I think. And they're trying to do an insurrection. I believe I blocked them. It's checked. So they can't write. Yeah, they're all blocked now. They can listen, but they cannot do anything else on the chat because we will not put that negative energy. They're willing to kill innocent children for the purpose of their fake glory. I know I have met Muslims. I've gone to a Muslim country. They are very respectable people. You're not when you kill children. So thank you for participating, and we now have you blocked. Have a good after, good morning. Okay, let's continue. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Sorry. We now have a guest 16 logged in here also. <laughs> but they're blocked also. So guest 16, if you're not one of the group of, uh, of uh, mate. Media America is now it's only crossed that out. Oh, they all of them have been crossed out. Number ten you know, is left long and fifteen is left, so they're leaving, so that's good. Eighteen is I, in. Oh May I say something? Yeah. I resent the fact that I believe that whoever is on there is not of any private, I believe that it's shill from trying to, the people that are causing the trouble all the time, which we know who they are. And I believe that I resent the fact that they're using taxpayers' money, still pay taxes, because they don't know any better, and they do what they think is right for our country, and they're using that money to pay people to come on a show, on a call like we have, and cause trouble. I think it's absolutely... They don't, even, uh, they don't even have to pay them. There are enough twisted people out there that do this just for fun. But I have heard that they are paying people to do this. Well, they literally have people sitting in a room that do nothing but this, and they pay them to do that. Okay. And see, that what That's they're right. doing now is rotating around. They've now come in uh, three times. I'm, we're up to guest 18. What What is important in our understanding is this kind of negative energy is how we start turning to them and going the ho-ho-pono chant. So let's together and offer you're on, so I'm going to have you lead it. So we send that energy to them so that we can actually really muck up their, their energy because we do forgive them. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please Please forgive me. me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Let's say it again. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Please forgive me. 
Please forgive Please me. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I love you. I, I love, love you. Thank you. One more time. Three times. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please, Please forgive, me. forgive me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I love you. I, I love, love you. you. And a lot of times when I say that, ho'oponopono, I um, tap on my heart chakra in a counterclock circle. Mm. Doing like a zero point tapping. Mm-hmm. Let's do one more and and do that in a, a clockwise way to do it. Well, it would be counterclockwise. Counterclockwise yeah. is more of a natural um, energy. I don't know how to put it, but counterclockwise is sometimes better. I just do it counterclockwise, so that's what I feel. If you feel like it comes in through the top and down, it, yeah, I think it's because as you're doing it clock, counterclockwise, it brings it from the top down through your body. If you do it the other way, it's bringing it up through your body. Oh, good point. I never thought about that. But. Yeah, it's always but, uh, a good point, so it's cool. All right, let's do one more. Okay. What's that thing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Please, Please forgive, me. forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I, I love, you. love you. That's it. Very good. We have one guest left. All of them have logged out, and that's one of the things in the, in America that we have is freedom of speech and writing and religion in our very first amendment. And when I worked for the constitutional lawyer, he said, even if we didn't like what they wrote, they have the right to write it here in this country. However, when they're being totally in a different vein of attempting upset, we can forgive them and let them be out of our lives. So that is good. Thank you, Orpha. I appreciate that. Yes. And I appreciate all of you chiming in with us. And whether you said it out loud yourself, it's fine. All of it's still good. It was still energy. And, I, and, and, you know, this is so cool because this energy, it's like that pebble in the pond. It goes out to all these kinds of people, to all of them, and not just the the few that came on here and rotated around three times. Nah, it's about all the people. That's that's what we're about. We're about health and wellness in all of our areas of our lives, not just in a body thing, so... Let's you know, go ahead, hon. Yeah, I just want to say something real quick here. A lot of times when I do that ho'oponopono, especially when I'm upset with 
something else or someone else. <laughs> even though I'm do even though I'm doing that for myself, I I sometimes think, you know, if if I were to actually be in front of somebody that, you know, we're having a little disagreement and I were to say that, I think what it might also do is throw them off guard. You know, they're not expecting, I mean, when they, if they hear you say it, even though you're saying it to yourself, when they hear you say that, you know, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. They're not expecting that. And I, I don't know. It's just something that I've, I've thought about and I'm wondering, wonder what they would do. (laughs) I I haven't yet said that in front of everybody yet, but, um, I don't know if I'm getting my point across as to why you know what I'm what I'm saying there, but it well, just seems to me like if, if somebody you know you're standing there arguing and all of a sudden you do ho pono pono to them and they're looking at you like what you're asking me for your forgiveness you know it's like I think it would totally throw them off guard. I just <laughs> but see the thing that they don't realize is that you're actually saying it to yourself. You're asking well, yourself for forgiveness. Or from what you're saying is exactly what uh, Anthony Robbins and his wife used to do, is that if they would get into a verbal argument, which is really, you know, and he said, we never even remember what it was after we got through, but he <laughs> said they would do a timeout. They agreed to do a timeout. And he said that so many times they'd do a timeout and they'd come back and go, what was that about? And they couldn't remember. That's the point. We never really remember the issue of the uh, reason why you got in the argument because it was something that was probably misheard. And that was one of the questions that was interesting on this hearing test, I went for a free hearing test yesterday, was, do you get into arguments over something? They're all gone, guys. They're all gone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, But so many times, arguments are started over not hearing properly. We had a gal in um, our AA group who had a hearing loss. And I was always attempting to make certain I faced her so she could hear me and read my lips. But if she wasn't, she heard it entire. She would go off, and you couldn't get her calmed down until someone was able to get through to her that you heard it wrong. This is what was said. So often, people don't hear what you're really saying. How many of us, and this Patty and I were talking about before we got into Colin reading, we had to fight to be heard. How many women are not heard for what they're really saying? Go ahead. You can say yay or nay. Well, not just women, even men. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, now, we so, so often stereotype all that, but, you know. It's anybody. Correct. You know, I remember playing telephone when I was a kid. You know, I don't know if anybody knows what that game is, but you whisper something in somebody's ear and go all the way around the circle, and the last person in that circle announces what 
the message was, and it is absolutely totally different from what it started out to be. Totally. And yeah, it's absolutely different. So you know, it's it's not just women being misheard or not heard properly, um, but actually also misunderstood. I think it is heard, but once it gets in the other person, it is understood with their understanding, which may be totally way off from your understanding. And then you give it to the third person, and now it's got three understandings, and as you give it more understandings, it gets a little bit wacky. Wacky er. <laughs> that's it. Wonder I was sitting in an AA meeting years and years and years ago. And I said something. I was the first person to say something. And it went all the way around the table. And when it got up back to me, I stood up and I said, You guys are just a bunch of bigots. All you want to do is find fault. You're supposed to be looking for the similarities, not the differences. I'm out of the door now. And it was funny because it it was over um, a deal with the Air Force Base. It, it's just weird because I had said, and I looked at this one guy and I said, and you and I will come in contact with each other soon. And about three days later, I went to a fire on the Air Force Base, and that guy was there. And he looked at me, and he says, you stay away from me. You're a witch. Oh, my God. You should call him on your shit. I sure did. But see, I never felt good about that until now. (laughs) I mean... And I did it with the mediators, too. They went after me over a bill that I said when I... I went to a mediation, and I said, I'm not going to sign your contract because I don't have any money to pay you. Because they were trying to get me to pay and him to pay. And I I, I didn't have any money. So then they ended up taking me to court, and I won against the mediation people. And then I really felt big. (laughs) I went, wow, I'm a better mediator than the mediators are. (laughs) Well, see, and... The point you came from, though, was honesty. Mm-hmm. In those days, you could come from honesty. Mm-hmm. Not today. You come and from I honesty. did. I, when I saw that, when I got that letter from the collection agency saying they were collecting on it, it said in fine print, if you dispute any blah, 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 blah. So I wrote back and I said, yes, I dispute this. I told them I didn't have the money and I did not sign their contract. Correct. And presto change, it went away. Because they had nothing to go on. And that's the point. If you don't sign and recontract with them, they have nothing. Absolutely nothing. We all have to go into agreement with them in order for them to make the money. But we need a bunch of people doing this, not just me or one person here or there, because those one or two people that are doing it for us are taking all the blows also. (laughs) That's exactly right. Well, this is why when I went to jail, I could push the envelope because I'm too old. Who cares about it? 
But when they're doing it to you young people, they really mess up your future as far as jobs and all that. I didn't care. That's the point we have to remember. It is about us standing up and doing it now, though. Now is the time to do it because now is when they're doing the most, really doing damage. I mean, they've always been doing damage. We just weren't tuned into it. Let me rephrase that. And that's important. Well, I saw yesterday on the Internet, too, that they cracked open a case against uh, some of the educators. Uh, Test test score cheating stuff. And they've... uh, they're going to prosecute 11 of the 12. But it it funnels down to the rest of the teachers, too. So our whole education center system is being looked at and and found out about right now. So it's all coming out. you know. And that's what Nibiru does. That's what Tim told me last night. He says, well, Nibiru is the destroyer. It destroys all the lies. I said, Oh, okay. It might not destroy yeah. me, but it's going to destroy the lies. Good. Let's see. That's, that's a nice thing to know. However, who's behind the actual revealing of the stuff? Because in South Carolina, they only teach school for the score of a test. That's where I think they took it out on is South Carolina. I can't remember, Patricia. I'm going to have to go back and look at this. Yeah, I'd appreciate that because... Because you've got a lot of crooks over there. (laughs) Oh, I I got an email from Trey Gowdy. He's over... He is the senator for this area. Not senator. He has to be a representative. And uh, in Congress in D.C., and he is making a name for himself for being the man against the IRS. And he's getting a name for himself for being the man to stand up against this thing and that thing. But all is a lie because everything he's standing up against we know is a fraud. And he won't ever admit it's a fraud. And that's what I said in his thing. We're getting 65 uh, immigrants to this city and county. Gee, we're down to just the four of us. But the city and county, and we're going to be getting, um, we have no idea where they're going to be put. Nobody's saying anything. I sent it to our our city council and our county council. They never returned a response, not even an autoresponder. And um, they are totally making a QT so we wouldn't arouse anybody. So we're, we're doing it another way. We're going to just go to the people. And it's important that we, we get people knowing that we're being used to take in refugees that are being dumped out of their own country by theft, by coercion, or what other method they're using on them to get them out of their country so they come over here and inundate this country. It's all purposeful to get them to be future voters for the next onslaught of of BS leaders. So it's, you know, we know what they're doing. We've got to stop them. 
Yeah. Okay. I got a catalog two days ago that uh, uh, I saw something there in it for sale called Survival Tabs. Survival what? Survival Tabs. T-A-B-S. Oh, okay. Emergency food rations. Right. Okay. They come 180 to a bottle. The bottle is a is a plastic is a food grade bottle, plastic bottle. Mm-hmm. It is the size of a GI canteen, and this uh, one container will feed you and keep you healthy for 15 days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, I didn't think they were still in production. Oh, yeah. So I, so I went on to uh, start page and ran a search, and I found the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And I will send you that link. But 12 bottles of this will feed you for a year. Correct. What is it? And uh, It's uh, emergency food. Oh, okay. You have 12 tablets a day. The tab they come in chocolate and vanilla. Are you sure this isn't Soylent Green? Not <laughs> okay. But, but uh, yes, I I first heard about them over thirty years ago. Wow. They have a they have a ten plus year shelf life. I bet they invented them for the astronauts. That's what it was developed for mm-hmm. in the 1960s. It was for uh, maximum nutrition in absolute minimum bulk. You can carry four to six months supply in your backpack. And they're just pills. They're just tablets. They're like little wafers. You, you chew them. Uh-huh. You do four of them three times a day, and it keeps you going. And you can reduce the amount you use if you're able to forage. Find uh, fruits and vegetables and uh, wild game. You can reduce it. Wow. But you can live on them. It's like pemmican. You can live on it with just it. Where can you get those? I'm going to send the I'm going to send the uh, the link to Patricia and she'll send it out to the rest of you. Yep. It's interesting because uh, we're we're getting more emphasis now. Last night Drake was had a special show that Patty and I were mentioning about this uh, lady who is the a descendant of the Windsors and it was the the Windsor that uh, was. I think he was the one, and I don't remember the number, but uh, who was not, um, he wasn't the sharpest knife in the stack. I think he had some mental problems. And he impregnated a hooker. And it was at the time that the Jack the Ripper became popular. 
And what I've read about Jack the Ripper, he became popular because he was trying to get rid of the hookers that knew this woman who got pregnant by the king. Is what I'm saying. Oh. And they're saying, they're saying that it was, would they believe it was probably Winston Churchill's doctor father that did it. Because they were sliced up by, like, um, surgery things. That's how mutilated they were. So, uh, but she was sent out and adopted out. But she's, uh, she's on Drake's thing. I'll send that link so that you can listen to it. And you may hear more than I heard. Because, again, you hear what you're able to hear. And uh, She's writing books. She's got books and stuff coming out. Yeah, and she's willing to send the books herself because she said Amazon is such a thief on the books, Mm -hmm. the cost of books. So she's willing to send it out herself. So I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah, you just pay the postage. What? I think she said all you have to do is pay for the postage and she'll send it to you for free. Yeah, Yeah, but she said there are a lot of pictures and that's costly. So, but uh, she's willing to... The second book is all pictures, I think she said. The pictures of how it's been done. Yeah, and and it's all about information. How are we going to get our information? How how can we back it up? That's why when you read what what Colin just read, it's important to really delve into it. Am I willing to put myself out on the limb for this? Because we could do, uh, NLA is going to do a group action, not a class action, but a group action against the family courts for the thieving and the slave um, protocol they've been doing on the families and the children they've been stealing. But they're also doing it to seniors. They're being, um, the amount of seniors that are being robbed of, if they come in wealthy, they're poor when they die because they've had their stuff so stolen. So it's imperative that we uh, we do kind of back each other up on what we're learning. So Hello. And again, Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hi. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm driving. I'm sorry. I just wanted to add something quickly while I'm at the red light. I'm driving. I don't know how to handle my uh, star six when I'm driving. And I, last time I cut us off last week. But I just wanted to say about the young lady last night and the uh, quote-unquote hooker. Um, they were at a initiation, um, and they said that for the Order of the Bath, and it was uh, Prince George the Fifth. And the other guy, Albert, someone. And um, they say that uh, Prince George V impregnated this woman. Um, right. And the point about that is that she, her child was Hitler. But this isn't the same one. Well, this is what this woman said last night. She said that that baby was, that was Hitler. Because he asked her... You know how were how were they connected? So she started the story, and it was at that initiation where she says that they're always sexual. They're always sexual, and that um, yeah. and she mentioned the uh, and again yeah like you said about um, uh, Jack the Ripper. She mentioned that they thought that 
she mentioned that they thought that Jack the Ripper was Albert, but she didn't think so. But that that baby uh, was by Prince George V, and that baby was Hitler. That's how Correct. she connected Hitler to the royal family. Oh, okay. All right. I well, just wanted to mention that while I... I think I want to listen to that whole tape again. Mm-hmm. That's right. I had heard that before. She was a housemaid, um, yes. and she was yes. a German housemaid, and she yes. she was impregnated. Correct. Right. She was, at, she was at that. She was at that uh, initiation. Correct. And so when you said uh, prostitute or a whore or whatever, it kind of threw me off. But yeah, she called her. She referred to her as the maid. One of the maids who was involved in the initiation, and she was the mother of Hitler. But she, this is actually two different situations, Clintina. You're absolutely right about what she said about Hitler. That was done in Germany, but I'm talking in England. It was another brother because that uh, Prince George, or whichever name you were just saying, is the one who impregnated the housemaid. He was being blackmailed by one of the other people that was there. And that's why he abdicated or whatever he did. He did not become the full king. But this was in England, in London. This brother was not really too, he was not seen in court that much. I'm talking about the, um, the king's and queen's court, not judicial. And he was um, he fraternized hookers, and he got a hooker pregnant. And when they found that out, they tried to capture that woman so she couldn't tell anybody who that baby was. Well, she hid, and the other friends that had befriended her are the ones that were killed by Jack the Ripper and made it criminal. You see how that was a whole different uh, genre. Probably, you know, it was late 1800s when that was being done. Colin, I, do you remember dates of when the Jack the Ripper thing was being done? 1880s? Mm. This woman, if, if that's, if, now see, it's my premise, but if that lady who was talking to us, she wasn't that old. I mean, she'd be 100 years old. Her name is Elizabeth Emily Windsor, uh, C-R-A-G-G. Yeah. Elizabeth Emily Windsor, C-R-A-G-G. So it might be a different thing entirely. Unless that baby is the mother of her, which would give the, the, the bloodline. She may be the the granddaughter. Uh, not the granddaughter, the uh, daughter of that original birth, because the woman is older. I didn't see her. She was, uh, if you want to listen to her again, she was on the program with, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Drake started out on her. Ryan was one of the speakers, and I can't remember. It'll come to me. They, they mentioned whose program she had been on earlier, and that's why they had her come on there on uh, Drake's show or Blake's show. 
So, um, but it's very good. I'll send you the link for it so you can all listen to it. It's quite educational. Everything. You know, and I had. What? Sorry. Go ahead. I, Go ahead. I, had, <laughs> I had read something somewhere, and I could probably find it again, maybe. Um, about this whole thing with um, Jack the Ripper, the time frame doesn't quite sync with me, but they somewhere in the story a relation here. But um, I don't know. Do you all know who Alistair McCallie is? Yeah. Yeah. They're saying that there that he was some kind of prince there, and that he was Jack the Ripper. But it doesn't make sense because it would make him what <laughs> a couple hundred years old or something like that. Eighteen, eighteen ten. Is that what you said? Alistair McCallie. Alistair McCallie was a, uh, was a Satanist, and he right. is back in the late eighteen hundreds. Okay, well, into the fifties, maybe the sixties. And he was very much into uh, the um, MK Ultra. He's the one who created right. a lot of MK Ultra, and right. he, and was, he was demented. Yeah, totally. this this story that I was reading about him, I I wasn't sure when he actually lived. Or I thought he was still alive, maybe not. Um, but he, he was. He, it was saying that he was there was a lot of rumors they never from what i could tell never completely verified it but there was a lot of stories and a lot of rumors that he was this hidden isn't the word i would use but it was not open that he was this prince that well he it was open that he was a prince in this family but that he was Jack the Ripper. Um, of course, they kept that hidden. But um, I thought that was very interesting. And, and listening to what's you know being said here, it could actually it actually fits too in there. Um, but it was it was kind of interesting to to read that article about about him. Um, yeah, he was very evil, and for as evil his as he was, being Jack the Ripper would like fit right into his scenario. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, uh, it it is as to who Jack the Ripper really was. They never caught right. him because he only did those certain women. There were only a few women that he did. And they all tied back to the mother of this uh of the uh, the the hooker who was pregnant by the king, or one of yeah. the candidates, and and with and being as that we're you know talking about a king and all this kind of stuff and that he was a prince. I mean, there there was somebody in the the whole royal family there that was protecting him yeah. and keeping his secrets. You know what he was doing. But it was very interesting to for them to be saying that that was what they were thinking he who he was, you know. Well, 
Well, what I remember from the movie was, and I don't know if this is correct, maybe they substituted the name, but in the movie, each time he approached uh, the Lady of the Night, he would always ask her, are you Mary Clark? He would, uh, he would always ask each one of them, is your name Mary Clark? So they were looking for a specific, like you said, woman. And he would always, I don't know if Mary Clark was actually her name, but that's the name they used in the movie. And uh, he always asked her that first. That's very interesting to that out because that is exactly what they were doing was trying to find the hooker. And they probably said, oh, I know who she is. And then they're off. They're put off. Interesting. Very good point. Hmm. I didn't remember any of that from the movie, so that's that's cool. Yeah, it's the bits and pieces, people, the bits and pieces that always trip them up. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, so what other exciting thing have we had in our lives today? <laughs> we had tornadoes yesterday and went oh right my through my oh. town. <laughs> yeah, the party came uh, to baby. town, didn't it? Huh? The party what? came to town, didn't it? <laughs> uh, it brought a lot of rain with it. Oh man! I mean, I I didn't know if my house was taken away or not. <laughs> I did call a neighbor say, "Hey, is my house still standing?" And actually, our town it it just kind of rained super super hard. But there was a little town here in Illinois. I forget the name of the town that um was there was an elderly lady killed and a bunch of whole bunch of damage done from this tornado. By the way, Arpa, uh, you can send some, you can send some of that rain out here to the southwest. Well, I'll empty out my shoes and send it in the patch. <laughs> <laughs> well, they started it up here. We got deluged with hail. As I'm listening to the, the a tape about how the pope, the old pope, was going to surrender, and and. Uh, the black pope, you know, and all of a sudden the skies opened up and it's hailing and I'm standing on my bed trying to let his mother hear the hail hitting our trailer roof and I turned around and I looked and there's Bruce out there in his van but it's hailing so hard he can't even come in the house. <laughs> and I couldn't get the door unlocked fast enough so he was kind of beat up when he came in. <laughs> and I was just laughing. <laughs> oh dear. So I think they, they brewed that storm right up here. <laughs> I don't know. We're expecting yeah, well, hail tonight. We're expecting hail tonight, as a matter of fact. And lightning. Uh although we're in the seventies. Mm-hmm. That's the bringing it on, I think, is all this queer uh, weather contortion. 
You know what I heard yesterday? I don't know. You guys probably already know this, have this information that in Russia, they won't allow GMO food in Russia. Correct. Most of the European countries have banned GMO. Yeah. Most of them have. I mean, it's... So where is all this GMO food going that nobody's taking? Yeah, uh, well, not mine. But <laughs> at the food, at the food shelters and stuff, they're giving it away for free because it's poison. Or That's they're right. making people that don't get it for free. You guys better just start going to the food banks and quit spending money on the poison food. Just go get it at the food bank. For free. I heard heard these guys talking last night. They also mentioned that they plan to, all this regulated cannabis, that they're planning to add GMO to their regulated. No, I saw that. I said, God, poison dog food yesterday, and now poison medicine today. Give me a break. (laughs) Oh, and then I went, I kind of went off a little bit about it, and then I went, but wait a minute. If I'm growing my own in my own home, then they can't GMO it, can they? Right, right. There you go. And they did tell me at the doctors that I'm doing it backwards, which is par for the course. I do everything backwards. There's a clinic I can go to that will give me the medicine really cheap. And it's only got one drop of THC in it. It's all medicine. And so I was wrong thinking the the stronger it is, the more it will cure, cure cancer. That's the addict in me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have to slap her down once in a while. No, that kid gets loose. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting what, what's being bought out because most people don't realize None of the European countries, African, and um, even the Asian countries, they burned a ship in one of the ports in uh, China because they, or Japan, where they thought there was GMO grain coming in. That's how dangerous they thought this was. Wow. Uh, because they do not want the GMO to contaminate their food because then they're all sucked into the... Uh, uh, Monsanto fraud. So it it behooves us to know what are the other countries really doing, and they're sure not taking the crap that we're giving out. They are so anti-American. It's really wonderful. It's really wonderful, and I'm not saying that about us Americans. I'm saying that about the corporations that are running these food frauds. That's what we're you know, and it's ahead. really sad. It's really sad at the same time, though. You know, it's like, you know, the whole concept of what we would like to think America stands for, and what I think it should stand for. But when we find out that that's not what's going on, it's, it's sad. You yep. Know, It's not yeah, like we haven't been given clues all the way along, you know? Yeah. And and when we got into the Neothink group, or when I did, I, it opened my eyes even more, but I didn't know what to do. 
I couldn't get anybody in town to help me. And the other Neothink member that had the Inland Northwest lived in Idaho, and he was too busy chasing girls around to then to <laughs> help me set up a clubhouse or anything. So, you know. And that's part of what that whole um, growth of all of us is. What is it that we're really needing to learn from this? And it is about just what you had to do. You had to become independent. Yep. You had to become independent. That was a recourse. And if people aren't willing to stand on their own volition of whom they are, then they're missing the point of why we're here. Because I'm getting so much more about the fact that we have to go through this because what she said last night on Drake's show was the fact that if it's maturity, it's history repeating itself over and over until you guys get it. We've got to get it this time. And we have. We had that happen up here with our newspaper, the Cowles newspaper, you know, the Spokesman Review, or maybe it was the Chronicle, I forget which. But the son of the people that owned the newspaper went around killing hookers and burying them all over the place. No. No. No, he was after the women in white shoes. Wait a minute, we've had we've had many serial killers up here. First, it was the guy after the nurses and people in white shoes, and then we had another one that went after prostitutes, figuring he could get away with that. So it's all repeating itself over and over and over again. Yep. And, and, and part of that repeat is what is it we're learning from it. If we're not learning anything from it, then it's a lost cause. So we've got to learn from this. There is a reason why this is happening. And uh, sadly enough, so many times it's, it's our own lack of willingness, just where we talked about the education, that the teachers are now being actually being brought oh, yeah. to the courts if necessary. But is it Common Core that's sponsoring it who wants the, the kids to be dumbed down or is it something else? Because she bought, the, the lady last night bought that mm-hmm. out so far as what her granddaughter was learning and it was like, what are you learning? That's nothing to do with, you know, price of eggs in China or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're being twisted. And we're being taught God, the same thing over and over again. They taught this same stuff in school a hundred years ago. Correct. But in so if days, we're if we're in a species that is evolving, our education system has to evolve too. And it isn't. It's evolving all right, but into a uh, a negative think tank. Definitely a negative think tank. So we're 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 working on what we can do, and that's where our positive attitude is so imperative. 
of being very much, we are a cause, not them. And these storms that we're getting really, really work on our emotions. Oh, absolutely. My ears, oh, that's like they... When it's when it's happening, I can hear this ringing in my ears that just won't quit. And that's interesting that you're getting that because that's part of the the frequency sounds. Right. And that's maybe part of well, the contamination they're doing. I know when I go out and I see that we've had overcast skies for the last two days. We finally get a sunshiny day, and the chemtrailers are up there. And I immediately get angry, and then I go, wrong action. So I correct myself and say, I love you, 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 I love you. And then they seem to either drift away or, or do something. I don't follow it. But the I change my energy. And that's the only chance I can do is my energy. So um, that's important that we catch ourselves doing whatever and uh, see how we can make something better than what it was. So we can move on, as they say. Mm -hmm. It really is important to move on. Keeping your vibes high. Got to keep your vibes high, no matter what, you know. I did, you know, I've had this problem with speakers. I keep tripping over them and breaking them. But I bought a new set three weeks ago, and they were really good, better than I've ever had. And so the other day I went, by God, I'm going to go get a real set. So I took them back, spent a little extra money, and now I can put on good music that helps me stay up even when my ears are doing that, you know. And it's like okay. it's like I'm in a bubble just looking down on all of this stuff going, oh, that's funny, that's funny. You know, I think the angels think this is all funny. Because <laughs> they can't swear in heaven, but through us. <laughs> is that why you stop making swearing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> there's no beer and there's no swearing in heaven. Remember that. <laughs> no, okay. You know that. Yeah, go ahead. You know that there, there's a man, a guy on that, um, and I don't remember his name, and I'd have to hunt his website up. But um, he mentally can make clouds go away. Mm-hmm. And on his website, you can see, watch him do it. You can watch him change the wind direction. And, you know, we all have that ability. And when he was doing that, I was practicing that. And he said, start on little fluffy calves and start and really work and concentrate. Mm-hmm. But if we all really did that, and we work together when these storms are coming, we may have the power to at least, what is it, um, not intensify the other way, de-intensify, I don't know the word. Yeah, right. You know, get them that they aren't as strong because they're making these storms as strong, and we may have the power to alleviate some of the damage that's being caused if we but it's work. Steered on. in another way, yes. They've proven that this is being done overseas. You know, we've we actually, we've actually gotten phone calls together and veered hurricanes away. Mm-hmm. You know, Patricia, I wonder you've been part of that, haven't you? Oh, yeah, and we did it in yeah. California. We were in mm-hmm. our group for money and you, and we sat in 
I mean, we were way down in San Diego County, I believe, on this one, and uh, they were having the tornado, not tornado, listen to me, into North and South Carolina. And all we did was sit there and we did, we went around the circle to be pushed out to the, into the ground stuff alone. And made that energy really positive energy, and um, and I had an incoming call. Like, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And uh, our one group and hundreds of church groups across the country. Because that's what everybody did. They all were praying for it to be moved out. But remember when we had the the uh, the shaman lady from Illinois downstate from you, and we had the Fukushima thing happen. And we we uh, all pushed on that cloud coming over uh, over uh, California. We we moved it out because it's a it's people's energy. It is all about our energy, and if we aren't willing to own it, then we're willing to let it cave in on us. So this is not good. Now, you know that Russia, when they knew that it was happening, they put up a cold air front so that it didn't backlash on their country. Excellent. That's another way to do it. They have the machine to do it. You know, when Drake was saying on his program, he said, when everything gets realigned, they're go- get this, they're going to realign the weather because we, we absolutely know for certainty now because we've gotten it from many different points uh, uh, from other you know, researchers, that the weather has been basically manipulated since the close of the Second World War, approximately. And so what he's saying, they're going to be uh, totally turning off all those uh, pieces of equipment if they're just the harps, and they're going to return the weather and get this back to 1922 weather and I'm going, what was the weather like then? Didn't they have hurricanes and stuff? We don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd love to, I wish Emily were on, that we, she's such a good researcher. But if any of you go on to weather a 1922, because we could probably have something better to look for in weather that's more compatible to what people are really needing. Isn't that interesting? I wasn't on at the beginning, um, and I guess my question was, are they seeing any movement, hope? I mean, like the cabal is still doing, we're still seeing the weather, we're still seeing Jade Elmore. I mean, I keep hearing that they're going to eliminate, 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 but we're not seeing it on the forefront yet as much. Is it really happening, or are we still going to end up with something serious here in the United States. Well, Drake was saying something last night, pardon me, on Wednesday night's call about the fact that he's getting so impatient himself. And he was he was even saying, I feel like, um, um, what's his name, Alex Jones, when Alex Jones did his drama thing about people, wake up, get off your duffs, and he threw things across the the table and uh, onto the floor. He said, I'm feeling the same way because people are not 
actually getting getting the message. And what he was actually encouraging people to do was to join their local militias and get out there and start learning how to shoot, do the things you need to do. And that's why I'll send on the stuff about survival because it is about us standing up and taking care of ourselves. There isn't see, going to be anybody. I have a question. Why I don't even know why we're going there when it's when why are we not filing papers? We don't want to fight wars. We don't need to fight wars. We have a court to fight and we want to stop these people from going into other countries and killing people. We're past that. Why are we not filing injunctions and stopping this government in the courthouses? Why are because we not getting rid of the judges like Steve Curry said and kick their ass in these courts, why are we picking up a gun? Why should we have to in 2015? Because the courthouses still will not pay attention to you. And therefore, what has been happening is that they are getting more militaristic so that they start a war. If we're prepared, they won't start. That's the point he's raising. If okay. we prepare ourselves and they know you're preparing that's more strength than what they are actually giving that's his point I don't think that that we are any fight for them at all because if they want to put one chemtrail over and put everybody to sleep they can do it or kill everybody and it's over so for us to think that we're going to pick up a gun and make any difference, I'm really sorry, but if they think it looks like we're strength in numbers, they're going to send a chemtrail over. We do they not. Can't. That's not how they we're can't. going to win. They can't send a chemtrail over. They cannot. Oh, no, they cannot. Why not? <laughs> well, I think you guys better be a little bit more worried about them firing up CERN right now because that's exactly what's happening. Right. right. So they're trying to fire up CERN as well. well that's a little bit more disturbing than a chemtrail. Yeah. That's the point I'm getting at, they're not, there's not any way that if they thought that we were getting our militia together, that, that that is a threat to them because they have all kinds of alternatives already planned to go way past over the top of that, of us. But it's not going to. We're going to bring our guys home, and they're going to protect us. And you have to think of it that way. And you have to see above it that, in all actuality, I believe we are doing this under the radar. So be careful, you know, who comes up to your door. Don't be shooting at people right away, you know. (laughs) Be ready. And that's part of what... uh all of what um, Drake is saying, you have to be ready because people, you don't know when it's going to happen. Now, he wasn't able to get on the show last night because of the fact that there was an emergency situation that was arising, and he he went and was dealing with it. Oh. Things are happening. What you have to do is get in tune with it. And be ready for anything. And I'm serious. It's 
anything. We don't know what direction it's going to come. But they're so hounding the, um, the different armed forces that they're pissing them off. And the armed forces that are here that have been belittled and been just denigrated for how dare they want some money for giving their limbs and their blood and their guts for supposedly saving this country that wants to kill them, I would be pissed to the gills. There are a lot of vets. I mean, I was talking at the uh, railroad museum. These vets, they were all vets that were in there. They're old men now. That doesn't mean they don't stop thinking how to be a vet and be a military guy. And they were pissed. They're terribly pissed. And it's time we started to really get that a lot more people are pissed. Stop saying we're the only ones. We're not the only ones. I can't tell you any time I open my mouth and say something, I'm not getting any disagreement. I'm only getting agreement. Where before, just a year ago, uh, they would have kind of looked at me weird. They don't do that weird anymore. They're knowing. Yeah. You get a certain look in your eye, Patricia. You get a certain certain calmness about your body. Yep. That's why I don't, go, I don't want to go shopping anymore because it's just crazy out there. And, and, and that's true. And, and we still have to support. What I tell everybody, this is a great opportunity because it gets you to own who you are. I went into the chiropractor yesterday and uh, because it wasn't raining, I could go to the chiropractor on my little moped. And there was this young lady there. I took her as being maybe new in college or something like that. She was so articulate. It was such a pleasure to talk to her. Because her opening line was, I said, oh, it's a beautiful day in downtown. Where am I? Duncan. <laughs> and uh, she said, oh, this weather gets me so depressed. I said, why don't you change your words around? It's liquid sunshine. And you know me and all these little phrases I say, and we got to talking. She had been homeschooled, and she was so really articulate about so many things and observing her own friends and how much they've been suckered into different things that they're doing. And I said, well, just use some of those pet lines. See if they'll work with them and get their thinking differently because this is a great opportunity to change your thinking. Wow. And this is, it's our opportunity to change our thinking. We've got to keep on doing it. Remember how we changed our word, our verbiage? Change your verbiage, you'll change your energy. Or just don't talk at all. (laughs) (laughs) Just use your eyes. I can use my eyes. You know, you can. If you can get people to look you in the eye, that's another thing. That's another thing. But you know what they're doing on that? Do you know how they're stopping you from communicating, texting? 
Kids are texting all the time and not talking. They don't even look up. (laughs) They don't. They don't. They don't even look up. And and it was remarkable. This I don't know who it was. I I can't remember who was saying this, but they were in a restaurant or something, and they looked over, and all these people were sitting at at the 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 the, the, their table, all texting, not talking to each other. That's what's happening. We're not to talk. Remember how we were raised as kids? You don't talk about politics and religion. Politics. Now we're finding out that was a whole total setup. Give me a break. What hasn't been a setup? <laughs> oh, I had dear. a cartoon on Facebook, and it went through, and it showed a picture of heaven with all these people up in heaven, and their hands were frozen in the position of without a, without a phone in it to text. It was like they were there and didn't have a phone and they didn't know what to do. Their hands didn't move other than in a texting position. It was it was really funny. <laughs> that is priceless. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. wonderful. I'll be right back. <laughs> well, I'm going to go. My sister's here and I'm at my mom's and I'm going to go for the day. So. Well, you have a wonderful day and a belated happy Easter to all you. We do have a speaker next Friday. So okay. if you could come on early, it will be great. We'd love to have you, and we'll go from there, gang. Who's our speaker, <laughs> next, who's our speaker next week? Sue Wallace, and she's kind of like a psychic. She uh, does reading over the phone, and uh, she does um, – what was it? She does animals as well as people. So cool. she become one of her patients or clients. She she does a lot of stuff. So she's good. She has some cool products too. Yeah. Good. Cool. All right, y'all yeah. have a good day. All right. Same to you and have fun with your mom. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah. It's- it's all about good stuff. Is Jerry so still on here? Uh, no, she uh, she got off, and Plantina's uh, on um, on the car. We've got a guest on twenty two. Um, maybe it's a nice person. Are you a nice person, guest twenty two? I'll um, unmute you. <laughs> Uh, well, I unmuted everybody. I did the wrong thing. I have to mute the block. Okay, let's see if we can do that. Okay, Guest 22, are you a friend? And where are you located? You're in the chat room. We're just a small group doing our health and wellness for the golden age. I guess they're going to keep quiet. Okay. We can always block the chat again. (laughs) It's a good. They're logged in, but okay. So what else is happening in the world? Also, what's going on in your end of the wood besides having tornadoes go through, ripping through your house? (laughs) 
Well, luckily they didn't go ripping through my house, but they came. They supposedly came like right through our town, but I don't think it touched down. But, oh, um, good. I'm sorry I missed the last two weeks of your call last Friday. I just totally forgot it was Friday. <laughs> And I had, well, I had a day off. Because it was Good Friday, I didn't babysit and just totally forgot the, the call. Anyway, so you need Friday those before, two little tornadoes home. in your house. I know. If you don't have your two little tornadoes there, you forget about us. Well, I'm at their house when I go babysit. So if oh. I'm home, it's like I'm, you know, I've forget what days they are, really. Then the week before, I was on grand jury duty, so... Which, How did that oh, go? Oh, that was... It was actually an awesome time. <laughs> there was actually... Of course, I'm not giving any names, so it's and nobody knows anybody here, but this was actually... I found this very interesting. It was a public official who was cyber-stalking. <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, to the point of it could have ended very, very badly for the people that this person was cyber-stalking. They were cyber-stalking guys to come over to this house like the lady of the house had invited them, but she, she didn't, you know. But, but, you know, here the husband is home and suddenly this guy walks in the house and, you know, wants to go to bed with his wife. You know, I mean, hell, the guy was about ready to kill the guy. And then he showed up again. Um, it was very, very bizarre. That, you know, that guy could have gotten killed. You know, somebody just walking in your house. You know, that guy could have gotten killed, but he was sent there by this individual that, was cyber-stalking this family. And she did it with more than just one person, um, sending them to this house. That was very, very interesting. <laughs> of course, our job, our job is not to, you know, determine guilt or innocence. We just, we just have to determine if there's enough evidence to go to trial. Wow. But then, grand jury, that would be the opposite. You would declare. And part of the what? thing that I, I didn't, I didn't hear what you just said. What would you say? With common law grand jury, you would be doing the hearing of the case and the fraud of it. Um, that's no. why they don't want grand jury to come back. Well, we just determine. I mean, we're given the facts. We we hear you know, the witnesses and stuff like that. But our job is not to determine whether or not the person is guilty or innocent. I do like that. What I'm saying is the common law grand jury, the actual common law grand jury does determine it. And what we do understand is how they've manipulated it so that people can, uh, because if there's no crime, there was a potential crime there. And that was where oh, absolutely. Been, uh, 
true in saying, yes, there is a crime perpetration being done here. And um, they would have been able to get a result for it. So it, it behooves us to know the difference with a common law grand jury and with this, this fraudulent juries that we're having today because they are not, they're, they're putting people in jail for no crime. That's well, that uh, right, and that's what we determine whether there whether whether there was a crime, whether this individual was guilty of having this evidence. I mean, you know, that's what we determine. We don't go into the court. We're in a secluded I, room at, before a trial ever starts. I understand that, and that okay. is where the premise is, is incorrect. They're going to leave it up to the lawyers. And this guy may get his hand slapped. And that's the point that we're raising, the the injustice of what they're really doing. So what was that guy going to do to that lady when he got to the house? The the cybercrime was this one individual was emailing guys to, as though... This lady of the house was Had inviting, emailing, was inviting oh. them over for sex. Okay, okay, now I get it. And so, so he goes over thinking he's invited, walks into this house, and here's the lady and this her husband sitting there. They're going, "What are you doing, huh?" And then he he was invited back again, but they didn't realize that it was somebody else. I mean, after a couple times, you know, figured out that somebody else is doing something here that wasn't right. But uh, it was very interesting. And that's just one case being done all over the all over the United States. Oh all man! The time. You know, it's not and, in our hands; it's in their hands. So yeah, and part of the thing too that they're also doing is the fact that they were, they were setting it up to capture teenage kids that were being um, going to be molested by potential uh, sex predators. Well, the thing is, these weren't teenagers. That, that's what's no, no. about it. These were, you know, in fact, I know this couple's kid. They're a friend of my kids. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and I I told him, I said, I know son of this family. And I said, well, this, since it doesn't really affect him, then oh I don't God. need to, you know, recuse myself from, from that one. Oh, shit. You yeah. should have, they, should have, they should have let you step down immediately. See, these uh, are the problems. No, because the, the the boy was not involved in it at all. So, no, it was, there was one case that we listened to the first time I was there. Um, Blaze, no. That um, I did have to step out of the room because I, I knew the people. So I did. Mm-hmm. But I did bring it up. I said, I know the son of this, this family you know, should I leave the room? And and they, you know, talked it over and said, no, we don't think that, you know, that'll affect it any because he's not involved in it. It was just the parents. 
that were involved. The boy doesn't even live at home anymore, but because he's old enough to be out on his own, but it still influences. I, I you know, it, it's just showing. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know how it would influence because I, I'm not going to be on the jury that's in the court. I'm only dealing with what's going on with the family or with the parents, and the boy wasn't even involved. It's just that I, when, you know, when I figured out who this family was, I realized I knew their son. So there, there was no influence there whatsoever. I guess I, I feel for you because and, I went and, through that. I was on jury duty once, and I kept having to disqualify myself because I either knew the lawyer or the family or this or that or the other. And there was a point in, in one of my cases where the pro tem judge was my boyfriend's lawyer in a family matter, in another matter, and yet he was—he didn't disqualify himself from my case on the grounds that he knew me. And I stood up in court and I went, wait a minute. But see, this, I Patty, see. I wasn't in court. Ah. I'm not, I was not with the judge. I was not with the prosecutors and the attorneys and the defendants and... I was not there. That's not where I was. She's in I'm, a separate room. Yeah. I know, I know. Just, but why is the, there all that uppity up going on above before they even take the cases to trial? Why are the feds stuck in the middle of it? Why are the what stuck in the middle of it? Why do they get to decide which cases go to court? Uh, I, I mean, it's like... that. That was what I'm doing. Well, I'm I'm one of 12 people, well, actually more than that, I think there's 13 or 15, something like that, that that decides whether or not there is enough evidence and the people involved, the ones that are being accused of doing the crime, do, are they really involved, you know? And that's, you know, it, it is the grand jury is actually a jury of the peers deciding if this um, needs to go to court or not. Part of the thing that's missing in, in what you're saying is the fact that with the uh, evidence or with the people coming in, most people do not know they can have a trial by jury. Here you were in there for the grand jury because they do know a crime was attempted and perpetrated on some people. All of the traffic tickets, all of the different injustices through the traffic stop, do not, the people don't think they can have a trial by jury. And you should always ask for a trial by jury. Always, because it stops their lies, it brings out the fact that they're lying, and it's imperative that people know that there is a recourse available to them if they would take it. And that's important, very important. Yeah, because actually when you do a trial by judge, you've got one person deciding your fate. And I learned that the hard way. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's exactly right. You did learn it the hard way. 
And that's why I've always, not always, let me rephrase that. On, on the beginning, I didn't either because I didn't realize the benefit of it. And it's important you do. It is very important you do. Our buddy, uh, this one fellow that we were working with, um, uh, John Adams here in uh, South Carolina, and I were working with a fellow who demanded a trial by jury. And I got to tell you, he's demanding it even out here in Ashley, uh, uh, out in Pickens County, and he got the ticket. I'm going to say, I think it was in August of last year, and he is still waiting for his jury trial in a small town. That's how much they hang you out to dry on it. And it, it's like, when are they ever going to do it? They may never do it. They may just hang you out there and let you hang and hang and hang and hang and hang. And what you go through before it ever comes down is far more damaging than what the actual end will be. You know, and oh, that's, that's why our courts are all tied up. That's why it takes you, if you do go for a jury trial over a traffic ticket, it takes you two years to get into court. Well, and that's part of their protocol. It really is part of their protocol to keep you on tinder hooks so that you never get a result. They just don't want you to have to call them for their shit. And that's what Rod Class has been doing. He has been calling them on their stuff. And he he actually won his case, but they made it like he didn't, and that's the other part of the lie. He did win his case. They had to default because they um, they changed the court number, they changed the judge, they basically changed the venue by throwing him in jail, and they came down and kidnapped him out of South Carol out of North Carolina. So he was. He was being flipped and plopped all over the place just so they didn't have him, uh, the people thinking he won something. When he did, he actually did win his case. They did so much lying and cheating on his case, it's unbelievable. And that's why the value of really knowing what you're talking about for what is going on around us, a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. So, I can also you never get into a court, but if you do, know you want a jury by tri- uh, trial by jury. Always demand a trial by jury. Absolutely. Now that I've screwed that up. <laughs> But I don't really think a jury of people that are supposedly my peers are going to do me justice, okay? Because my peers why, why would, appear why would to be not peers at all. <laughs> That's true. Because none of them have been in your shoes. None of them have gone through what you have. They don't come from your background. And, and i got to tell you, when I listen to these jurors being picked, they just ask them, where do you work? And what do you, uh, what is your education? Well, if that was even asked, I can't remember now. But they aren't your peers. They've never been where you've been. 
But wouldn't you rather have people that are from an array of different walks of life that are could possibly be in your situation and instead of a bunch of lawyers or judges? I don't want anybody judging me. My peers or judges or nobody. You don't get yourself into trouble to put yourself in that situation. Ah. But if you are in a situation that you suddenly find yourself standing, you know, in front of a judge, so what? Um, I would much rather know that there's a group of people out there that, you know, could be my neighbor and, you know, I would much rather have them deciding for, you know, whatever reason, whether or not I belong in the courtroom or not, rather than a judge who I know is probably dirty, lawyers who we know their loyalties do not lie in my backyard. They lie in, you know, across the seas. I would much rather have a peer, you know, a jury of my peers, people, 12 people that will at least try and weigh the the evidence on things that would... They have not been trained like a lawyer. And so they look at the evidence as somebody who, you know, can, I guess, empathize more. You know, somebody that can look and say, hey, you know, I don't see where this person did this or this person really is bad. You know, I would much rather put my my fate there than than in a lawyer or a judge or, you know, somebody that I know wouldn't have my best interest at heart. So that's, if I can inject here, that sounds really good. But I want to tell you that the courts are not that way. No. When you go into the different courts, and I'm only talking from traffic courts because traffic courts are criminal courts today. And because they're called criminal courts, you're getting people from many walks of life that are not able to give you really any credibility. You're maligned. The judge tells them what to do. They are to only do it the way the judge wants it. They are not able to look at the materials as is there a law broken because none of those cases should be penalized because there is no victim. And that is one thing they never want you to bring out. Now, I would offer you a suggestion if you would go on NLA and just start taking their civics class and learn something truly about what is this system that we have here. And he's getting it. The materials are not from the guy who started NLA. It is from across the board from many, many different are people who are teaching the Constitution, who are teaching what law is, even from the 
from the lawyer's perspective so you can see what was changed so that you see how it is today. I can only encourage people to do this. I cannot make you. It is about choice. And um, I've, I've been doing the, cl- the little classes that they have there. There's quizzes and classes and videos and audios that you can answer questions as you learn more because we have been duped in our education system. And you will start saying, and I'm, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but you'll start saying something differently when you start hearing how it has been maligned. And once you read, once you read this uh, article that I'm going to send out on a follow-up, you're going to see even more so because it is and has been totally fabricated how you were put in that grand jury. And the same thing that the guy doing this whole thing about having a woman, a man come up and wanting sex with this woman, do you know what that smacks of to me? Because of these people have taken their, gone and gotten a marriage license, do you know they can actually do that to any woman who has married with a marriage license that anyone in the corporation government can come up and rape your wife without being and and I understand all that wonder and I'm not and I I basically agree with you and absolutely you know we need to take on our own responsibilities for what we're learning and what you know but most people out there do not know this information and when be the person that does well i know that's why i want to be on these grand juries so that i can help do something like that you know help inform because i'm the one in there asking all these questions and that is one of the reasons i quit you know going to school for criminal investigation because I know the system that we have right now is not a system I want to work in. And until that changes, then I will go back to school and, you know, where the school is being proper and being, you know, giving good information and really teaching me what I want to know so that I can be a, a good criminal investigator and, um, you know, do what's right and be for the people. Be a peace officer, not a police officer. You know, there's... We call them code enforcement. Code what? Code. Because that's all they're doing. I can't hear you. You keep fading out. Oh, okay. uh, It's your code enforcement officer. Oh, code enforcement, yeah. And that's what it is right now. That's what it is right now. So, so someone like me being on a grand jury is going to help uh, with possibly making something go right rather than something going wrong. And yes, it's going to go to the courts, but you know, I I can't do anything about that right at this moment. Let me ask you a question: Were you were you notified that you? to appear for this grand jury thing, just like 
a regular court thing, if you had been selected as a, a juror in a regular court case, were you notified by mail about this? I'm, or is this something you're going to do every day? No, this is, I was I was sent. Yes, it came through the mail that I was being um, requested to be on the on a grand jury, and I. Me and a whole bunch of other, probably about 50 people showed up, and there were certain determinations as to whether, you know, you would be on the main people, you know, the main group, or if you were an but alternate. But it's done and over with, correct? You're not you're not going to go it's to another not, one. It's not done and over with. I, I mean, I your part to, of I it ha- is. I have to serve for 18 months. Oh, so I can be called oh. in that any time in that amount of time. And so far, the day the, the I first went, they actually had some cases. We we cert, you know we did a couple of them that day. I think there were three that day. And then just this last week, like I said, or on Easter on a Good Friday, we had we were called again. So twice I've served with this. And yes, I know the word serve means slave. <laughs> so yes, I can encourage you to still go on NLA and do the education. Your asset will be compounded a thousandfold. Your questions would be different. I, can, I, I will do that. I will do that. NLA what? Is that what? It's nationallibertyalliance.org. Dot org. Okay. Right. And you can get into, I think you can get into the, when they pull down menus, and one is, I think it's under media, and it'll be called the quiz. Or there's class, there's something else. I always get the quiz, but I'm signed in, so I don't know. But there's so much in there for you to learn what's really, really what a jury is about and what what the what the real constitution is about. We totally, you know, bypassing. And I and I I fully agree with you. I I understand that. Yeah, uh, a, grand, a grand jury is different from the regular jury in the courtroom, though. But yes, I will. I will go on there because, like I said, I was going to school for criminal investigation, and I basically, you know, dropped out because I am not going to serve in this type of a penal system. Not right now. Not until it changes. So, but. In a way, it excites me to be able to to, to do this because yeah. I wouldn't have gone to school for criminal investigation if I didn't want to be in that aspect of it. But I want to be in in a good in a good system where we are putting criminals behind bars, not putting innocent people like you wonder behind bars. You know, way way too much of the innocence going into the criminal system and being locked up. So I want to help stop that. I want to help the criminals behind bars. So 
That's good, and that's a wonderful point, and that you're in there is an asset. That's why I'd like you uh, to see that education of you so you can actually help people that are outside to know what they're doing inside because 18 months on a grand jury is also fraudulent. There's a guy who's been a, um, a uh the chair of a grand jury for 25 years. If that isn't a job, I don't know what it is. 25 years is unconscionable. It's supposed to be rotating. It's supposed to be getting other people in. That's, that, that's why I'm only there for 18 months. And then but I'm yeah. out. And then they, you know, get another group of people. Um, I live within twenty, uh, within ten miles. Uh, well, I live ten miles from the courthouse, so that's why I'm in. I'm one of the, you know, main uh, jurors in that group. You know, but there are some that you know have other obligations, but could be an alternate. But you know, I. There, there's, there is a way to change this stuff, and I would like to be, you know, possibly part of that. But I know that I'm not going to go and get a job of this stuff, you know, in the system that it is now. I thought it very interesting the very first um, time I was there, one of the cases, the witness was um, a couple of different police officers. And one of them came in, well, one, the first one that came in, they asked him how long he had been a police officer, and I don't remember how long it said. I, I don't remember how long it was, you know, 20 years or something like that. Um, the next one that came in, they asked him how long he had been a police officer, and he said like nine years, and then they said, and how long have you been a peace officer? And I thought it was very interesting that they made that distinction. Now, how many other people in that room caught that? I don't know. But I caught Correct. it because I, I know enough to, to be able to catch that. You know, so I thought, hmm. What? That's, that's okay. an excellent so. point. My family is about running out, and I can only encourage you all to even go to NLA and get your own education because there's a lot of good materials that are be that are on there to have you. Do. You don't have to join it. You can go in there and find out stuff, and uh, you'd be surprised. It's a good education. It's a great education. So it's uh, it's something for all of us to be learning how to better better handle our lives around us. So I'm I'm proud of every one of you for being so diligent on even keeping your minds and thoughts open. But it's now 1216, and I don't know where my battery is. <laughs> oh, it's so, from one bar. <laughs> so you've got your foot in the door, and I think that's really, really cool. Really, Absolutely. really cool. But now you've got to see what they're doing. You know, yep. and it, I thought it was a one-time deal because on, on jury duty for normal court, you just go in on a one-time deal. You do, you know, right. but or, I guess you're on for two weeks or something. But for I mean, you, you got to realize my um, 
the, the counties here are, you know, that I'm, or my county that I live in is not a large county. There's not enough people. So there's not a lot of crime going on here, but, <laughs> you know, so far I've I've heard of five crimes. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> you know, so they, they kind of spread it out. So, you know, I'm I'm serving on this grand jury panel as you know for 18 months, and then I'm done. Um, then somebody else will be there. You know. Yeah, but while you're there, you just get all this education, so you can really see and really, you know, because I think we need to put an end to all these court things, don't we? Yeah. Well, I I don't know that we need to put an end to all of it because then the criminals will be out there. My purpose for getting into criminal investigation is to stop the criminals. There are bad people out there, and there are bad people hurting good people. And I don't, you know, there's bad people hurting good kids. There's, you know, this this is not acceptable to me. And, and these I wanna, bad people I may have been the kids, the kids that were being hurt to begin with. You know, very, you've got to look at that. That that chain continues unless somebody stops it. And, and that's I what that is exactly the point because your criminals are called your lawyers and your judges and your uh, bailiffs, etc. Well, they're, the well they're, uh, they're not the only criminals, so wonder. Come on, the criminals are the ones out there murdering people and and destroying other lives. I'm not saying that these. You know, other people in there are bad people, you know, or good people. I I don't know them, but there are definitely bad people there. But I know someone who was a bailiff, and I don't consider him a bad person at all. And that's way tough. He was a bailiff. Do I consider him a, a bad person? No, absolutely not. So there are good people out there, too. But I, you know, there's... <laughs> Lawyers, policemen, maybe even judges, but whether or not they, um, and and I'm not saying that they don't fully understand that they're in a bad place, you know, um, otherwise would they have taken that kind of a job? I don't know. But hopefully if the system ever changes, then these people can actually be people that could be in good places. We've even talked, I've even heard of people, you know, on this call talking about people that are lawyers that are in good places that they want to try and change things. They're good people, but they're still a lawyer. You know, I I don't think, you know, we got to look at who we're looking at. And yes, there's definitely bad people, you know. And and you're and, you, and you've got the, the right attitude because we're not on a vendetta, but the quantity of harm is what has been bringing up a lot of that. So not everyone is bad, not everyone is good, not everyone is evil, not everyone is a, a saint. That's a universal. The sum of the people that are are the ones that we are really conscious of. And many people don't even know they're there. 
and that's where the perpetration gets done, i.e. your priest, your minister, or your uh, uh, neighbor that has molested someone and you don't find out for years. Those are the people that, that's why it's important your radar has to be up for many of these things. And most of the, there are at least 80 to, across the country I'm talking, 80% to 85% that don't belong in there because they were victimless crimes. You're dealing with victim crimes. Mm -hmm. That's what you're really dealing with. So victim crimes are entirely different and as uh, as Patty clarified that she thought you were just in for the, the short little six-man jury, which is not true. It should be 12. And so it's really interesting. Um, let's, let's say goodbye because of the fact of the time. It's 12.22. And let's put our arms out to all those people that think they have to be a terrorist to get attention and that we can love them. <laughs> Time for a hug. <laughs> Get the kids. If someone wants to be a terrorist in your own house and in your own bathroom is where you can be the biggest terrorist. <laughs> that way you don't harm anyone. It's all, what do they do, tile or something, and there's not enough you can hurt yourself on. But... <laughs> But I love you all, and thanks, everybody. And, and also, keep up the good work. We really yeah. are glad you're in there. And if you can uh, get on that site, uh, that would be great. I'll, I'll send yeah. it to you and tell you exactly how you can do it without having to sign in. So that'll be good. All right, kids, arms out. Reach mm. out. Kids, arms out. Good. And everybody, okay. <laughs> She's already going. <laughs> They're going already. <laughs> oh, oh, that just makes my week. Thank you. <laughs> now I like kids again. <laughs> Oh. I'm glad they're with you. <laughs> Are you sending me that, that site then, Wonder? Or? Yeah. Okay. Those okay. kids are right. still hugging. <laughs> yeah, they're still going. Um, yeah, because I... Oh my goodness! I can feel that energy. I gotta go for yeah, breakfast. <laughs> Whoa! I might have a heart attack after that. I know. You have to chase them around. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Okay. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.